Welcome to The Healing Catalyst. I'm your host, Dr. Avanti Kumar Singh, and I know that Ayurveda can transform your life. How? Because it transformed mine. And the best part is, it's easier than you think. Your body has exactly what it needs to heal itself. All you need to do to enhance its healing power is to start practicing healthy routines, which I can teach you. In over 20 years of practicing both Western medicine and Eastern healing traditions, the most important thing I've learned is that healing is a journey we take together. So on this podcast, I'll be demystifying Ayurveda and other integrated medicine, showing how these simple, ancient practices are the keys to unlocking a healthy modern life. We are all healing catalysts because healing starts within. It starts with you and it starts right now. Let's get started. This is a Soulfire production. Episode number 20. Well, hello, my beautiful friends. It's so wonderful to be back with you again for another episode of the Healing Catalyst podcast. And if you're new here, welcome. I'm Avanti, and I am so thrilled that you're here. So I'm recording this episode exactly one week before my birthday, but actually this episode will be going live on my 50th birthday on April 27th. And so if you listen to episode 19, you heard me talk about my very mixed feelings about this milestone birthday. I had also asked for all of you to help me achieve a goal by my 50th birthday, which was to get 100 five-star reviews of my podcast with comments about how it's helped you. And I have been just blown away by how many of you have sent me messages over text and Instagram telling me that you wrote reviews for me. So thank you so, so much. You have no idea just how much your comments mean to me about the work that I'm doing, but also you have no idea how much your reviews will help to get my podcast to more people who need this information. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, at the time of this recording, I'm getting closer to my goal, but not quite there yet. And so if you haven't done a review yet, I would so appreciate it if you would just take 60 seconds of your time to do one for me. And because it's my 50th birthday today, if you do a five-star review with a few lines about how it's helped you, then take a screenshot of it and DM it to me over Instagram. I will send you a signed copy of my book, The Health Catalyst. Actually, I'll send a copy to the first 50 people who DM me in honor of my 50th birthday. So every single one of you will get my book, as well as some other surprises, including my favorite wellness products. So I'm going to celebrate my 50th birthday by sending all of you, my listeners, gifts. In addition, if any of you have already bought my book and found that it was helpful to you, please write a five-star review of it on Amazon. Amazon reviews are so incredibly important for first-time authors like myself. So if you want to help me celebrate my 50th birthday, please do a review of this podcast and or my book. I've linked both in the show notes to make it really easy for you. Okay, so let's get to the episode. Continuing with the theme this month in the month of April of Heal Your Fatigue, today we're going to take a little bit of a deeper dive into the science of stress. And the cycle that it sets off that leaves so many of us chronically tired and anxious and really unable to fully enjoy our lives. 
And of course, I'll give you some recommendations of how to break this tired, wired, stressed cycle using an integrated approach that supports the HPA axis or the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. Okay, so first, let's take a virtual poll. If you are feeling more stressed now in April of 2021 than you were feeling one year ago in April of 2020, raise your hand. I'm raising my hand. Okay, pretend to raise your hand if you're driving and listening. I'm willing to bet that pretty much every single one of you listening raised your hand to say that you are more stressed now than you were a year ago. I know I certainly am. And so it really should come as no surprise that the epidemic of stress has increased significantly during the pandemic this past year. In fact, new research conducted two months ago in late February of 2021 by the Harris Poll and on behalf of the American Psychological Association shows that 84% of U.S. adults are reporting their highest stress levels since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic last year. The most common feelings reported were anxiety, sadness, and anger. And additionally, two in three adults, or 67%, said that the number of issues that America is facing is overwhelming to them. Now, if we add our own personal stressors to this collective stress, it's almost impossible to avoid falling into the tired, wired, stressed cycle. Why? Well, because of something called HPA access dysregulation. But before we get into how the HPA access gets dysregulated, let's first talk about what the HPA access is and how it's supposed to function. In other words, let's talk about the science of stress. So as I mentioned, you've probably heard of the HPA axis or the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. The HPA axis is made of three glands which talk to each other. The hypothalamus gets activated by a stressor and then it talks down to the pituitary, which then talks down to the adrenals, telling them to release cortisol into the blood which then causes a cascade of hormones that affects every system and every organ in the body. This is the positive feedback loop. Now, cortisol also has a negative feedback loop that goes back up the axis and talks up to the pituitary gland, which then talks up to the hypothalamus, telling the hypothalamus to stop sending the signals to release cortisol. So when the HPA axis is working correctly, the release of cortisol will also act as a break on the system. Now, there's also another more immediate response to a stressor that you probably know as the fight, flight, or fright response or acute stress response. Once again, the hypothalamus is activated by a stressor and then it talks down to the pituitary. But this time, the pituitary contacts the adrenals via the spinal cord and tells them to release epinephrine, also known as adrenaline. Now, this whole cascade happens through the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system, the rest, digest or relaxation response is turned on when it's time to recover. Now, notice that I said stressors, not stress. And this is the distinction that actually is very, very important. Stress is not what happens to you. 
but what happens within you. It's a physiological reaction inside your body caused by some kind of stimulus or stressor that's outside of you. The brain responds to external stressors by activating the HPA axis and the sympathetic nervous system, which then triggers the release of cortisol and adrenaline into the blood, which in turn have an effect on every system and every organ in the body. All of these changes help to prepare us to react quickly and effectively to handle the stressor. Our heart pumps faster and our breathing rate increases so that we can get away from whatever the stressor is. Our blood vessels dilate so that more blood can flow and get to the large muscle groups. Our pupils dilate to improve our vision. The liver releases its store of glucose to increase the delivery of energy to the muscles and sweat is produced to cool the body. Okay, let me better explain this by giving you an example of how the system was designed to work. I think using an example with animals makes it easiest to picture. Let's say you're being chased by a tiger. Your brain registers the stressor, the tiger, and tells the hypothalamus to alert the pituitary to send messages via the signals in the sympathetic nervous system and hormones in the bloodstream to the adrenals to release adrenaline and cortisol, which then activates your body to start running as fast as you freaking can. In other words, your body turns on energy mobilization, which means it mobilizes stored glucose. Now that you've mobilized that energy, you need to get it to your muscles as fast as possible so that you can run as fast as possible. So your heart pumps faster and faster and your blood pressure increases because you know that you need to get that energy to your leg muscles quick. It's the difference between life and death. This tiger is on your heels. Okay, so then the tiger leaps towards you and bites your leg. You somehow manage to get away, but your leg is bleeding. In other words, your immune system turns on because you're bleeding and it triggers an inflammatory response to deal with the possible pathogens that might get through your broken skin. Your pupils dilate so your eyes can scan the horizon to see how to escape the tiger. And your brain turns on and is only thinking about the present danger and how to get to safety. Notice that your body does not need digestion, reproduction, or growth right now. So it turns all of that stuff off. And when you get to safety, you then shift into recovery and relaxation. And the cortisol and adrenaline are turned off, which then regulates all the other hormones that affect every system and every organ in the body. So hopefully this example, as unlikely as it might be, of a tiger running after you, explains how this system is supposed to function. Now let's turn to what happens when the HPA axis starts malfunctioning. This is called HPA axis dysregulation. In HPA axis dysregulation, the negative feedback loop doesn't work to turn off the cortisol and the body also has difficulty recovering and shifting from the sympathetic acute stress response into the parasympathetic relaxation response. So when the HPA axis fails, it fails to regulate the stress response and produces unhealthy levels of the hormone cortisol, which leads to the tired, wired, stressed cycle. And more specifically, HPA axis dysfunction shows up as many common symptoms, such as chronic fatigue, insomnia, low energy, weight gain and trouble losing weight, caffeine or carb cravings, 
anxiety and depression, inability to focus, poor immune function, bloating, GI issues, and memory loss. Okay, and if you're alarmed right now, I understand because all of these symptoms are ones that many people experience on a daily basis. And many of them may be things that you're experiencing right now. So if the symptoms of HPA axis dysregulation are so common, what's causing it in the first place? The answer is chronic perceived stress. This is the number one cause of HPA axis dysfunction. Essentially, the brain is always registering stressors. If we go back to the example from before, it's not just when the tiger is actually chasing you, but when you're constantly worrying that the tiger will attack you tomorrow or the day after or next week, right? This is chronic perceived stress, which doesn't show up as a tiger in our lives, but instead as worry about a big presentation at work next week or a difficult conversation with a loved one tomorrow or the fear that many of us are feeling 24-7 because we're living through a global pandemic. Basically, this never-ending perception of stress causes an almost constant cascade of stress hormones. It's kind of like revving your engine all day in a car. It's like you've got your foot on the accelerator all the time, revving up the engine over and over and over again, causing the system to overheat, using up all the gas and burning through all the oil. And it doesn't end there as if that wasn't bad enough, right? There are also three other main causes of HPA axis dysregulation, which are also related to chronic stress. Number one, circadian rhythm disruption. Number two, dysglycemia or fluctuation of blood sugar. And number three, chronic inflammation. And these three pretty much cover everything we can think of. So the question then becomes, well, what do we do to support the HPA axis? Now, the obvious answer is, well, let's get rid of all the stressors, the things that cause the chronic perceived stress in the first place, which is the main cause of HPA axis dysregulation and all of the symptoms that so many of us feel every day. But we can't do that. And as I always say, we can't bubble wrap ourselves and protect ourselves from the stressors of life and from the stressors of the world. Those will always be there, right? And so as long as there are stressors, we will always be having the physiological cascade of hormones that affect every system and every organ in our body. Instead, we need to shift our focus to the other three main causes of HPA axis dysregulation, circadian rhythm disruption, dysglycemia or fluctuation of blood sugar, and chronic inflammation. Now, luckily for us, Ayurveda provides a framework to break this tired, wired, stressed cycle using an integrated approach that supports and heals the HPA axis. I like to think of it as a pyramid that I call the optimizing health pyramid, in which there are three main remedies of Ayurveda that provide the catalyst for healing. At the base of the pyramid is the remedy of routines in which we synchronize and get our circadian rhythm back on track. The middle of the pyramid is the remedy of diet in which we metabolize by regulating blood sugar, which then supports a healthy gut microbiome. And at the top of the pyramid is the remedy of the tools of yoga in which we energize and regulate inflammation by shifting the nervous system through practices that stimulate the vagus nerve. 
Okay. And don't worry, if you're a visual person, I have a graphic of the Optimizing Health Pyramid linked in the show notes below. It also has the more specific recommendations I'm going to go through next. So make sure you grab that resource. Here are five specific ways you can support the HPA axis using this framework of Ayurveda and the Optimizing Health Pyramid. Number one, wake with the sun, ideally within 15 to 30 minutes of sunrise. This is the first way to get your circadian rhythm back on track. Number two, get 10 to 15 minutes of direct sunlight outside every morning before 10 a.m., not through a window. This is another way to reset your circadian rhythm daily. Number three, eat only three meals and no snacks between. Eat whole, unprocessed foods and mostly plants whenever possible. This will help to regulate blood sugar. Number four, stop eating by 7 p.m. to give time overnight for rest and repair processes. You can break your fast 12 to 14 hours later between 7 and 9 a.m. Again, this helps to regulate blood sugar and also supports a healthy gut microbiome. And number five, extend your exhale. You can easily do this by singing or making sound as you exhale. This stimulates the vagus nerve and down-regulates inflammation. And so to review, five ways that you can support the hypothalamic pituitary access and shift yourself out of the wired, tired, and stressed cycle are number one, wake with the sun. Number two, get 10 to 15 minutes of direct sunlight every morning. Number three, eat three meals with no snacks between. Number four, stop eating by 7 p.m. and don't break your fast until 12 to 14 hours later. And number five, use the power of your breath. Extend your exhale. You know, I'm always amazed by the wisdom of Ayurveda because 5,000 years ago, before any modern science, they had the tools to support health and healing. They knew how to support the HPA axis before modern science even knew that there was such a thing. And that's the power of this healing tradition. And this is why I do what I do, to help more people access the power of Ayurveda. Thank you so much for joining me today on my 50th birthday. It's my greatest wish that I've helped you in some small way with this episode. Until next time, remember, healing starts with you because the healer lies within. Be well. If you love this podcast, and I so hope you did, please subscribe. That way you'll get real-time updates anytime I post a new episode. And if you're feeling really inspired, please leave a review so that others can find this podcast more easily. If you want to learn more, visit me on the interwebs at avantikumarsingh.com and you can subscribe to my newsletter where I send exclusive invites to my events, special announcements, and give you more self-healing tools and tips. And if you want to hang out even more with me, I spend most of my time on Instagram. You can find me at Avanti Kumar Singh, and we can connect more there. Until next time, remember, with the right catalyst, you have the power to activate your own healing, because healing starts within.